0: of all the things that you got going on today in your busy schedule thank you for making time to be with us we really do consider that a privilege especially if you're checking us out if you're checking us out I want to encourage you to scan the QR code the QR code will pop up a link that link will give you some information about who we are as a church it might help answer some questions that you might have we also understand and we say this all the time we understand that people like to view from the back row sometimes that means they want as little human contact as possible and if that's you We understand that. We also want you to know that our goal is to connect with you. We hope that being here today encourages you, strengthens you, and helps connect you to God. That's our desire. Also, we wanna remind everybody that all of our talks are available in podcast form. That means all you have to do is search Fresno Quest Church on any of the podcast platforms that you're a part of, and you will find us there. All right, before we begin, we're gonna pray together. And listen, whatever is on your heart, whatever it is that you're carrying today, this is just a great time to surrender it to God. Listen, we as Christ followers are always surrendering our lives, surrendering our anxieties and our heart and our worries and our fears and all those things that hold us back, that create barriers between us and God. We surrender those things constantly. This is a great time to do that, especially before we get into this talk today. We, we don't want anything to be a barrier for God to speak into our hearts. So Father, we come to you today and you know our lives and you know our circumstances. And first and foremost, Father, we just wanna surrender our lives to you once and again, new and afresh. Father, thank you for loving us. And Father, we commit ourselves to you and into your hands, we trust you completely. Even though we trust you, sometimes we struggle with fears and anxieties and you know the things that are weighing us down. And today, we cast all of our cares on you because we know you care for us. And today, Father, I ask that you would speak deeply into our hearts, that you would give courage to those that need courage and peace to those that need peace. Father, that you give strength to those that um, are battling weakness right now. And Father, ultimately, that we would be reminded of your presence that's with us at all times. And, And Father, we ask that you would give us faith for the challenges that we face in our lives, even today, those challenges that seem too great. Father, today, we just ask for faith and strength and courage to stand with you and to stand up for you and to be all that you've called us to be i pray in jesus name amen i'm excited about this series that we're in it's a great series entitled stand listen it is getting more and more difficult to live in this world that is at odds with our beliefs when we're pushed to our limits in this tension we are forced to make a choice we'll either choose to take the path of least resistance or we will choose courage to stand with God. Listen, the scripture encourages us to stand in hard times, in godless times, and in a godless culture. We also have to understand this, and you can write it down. If we have not resolved to stand up for God, we will bow down with the world. If we don't choose to stand, we will become like the culture. We will act like the culture. We will value what the culture values. We will love what the culture loves. Choosing to stand up for God is a daily decision. The longer we do it, the stronger we get, the more resolved we become. The less we do it, the weaker we get, and the more compromise we bring into our life. Remember the scripture that we're looking at is found in 1 Corinthians, and Paul says it like this. Be on your guard. Stand guard. Pay attention. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous and be strong. Don't be a jerk about it. Do everything in love. That is such an important scripture for us to get. When it's difficult to live a godly life in an ungodly culture, we need the courage to stand firm in faith as well as in love. This is a challenging scenario to put ourselves in because at this moment right now, there are people around the world, people that are taking a stand for God, who put their lives at risk for their stand with God. Thankfully, we don't face that today in the United States. Though our physical lives may not be threatened or may not be on the line, it still can be very difficult for people to stand up for God when their family and friends don't. It takes a lot of courage to not compromise your stand with God based on what other people think about you. If you grew up in church, then you probably know the story that we're going to look at today in the book of Daniel. As We go through the book of Daniel. And maybe if you didn't go to church, maybe you saw it on VeggieTales when they Rack Shack and Benny and the Fiery Furnace. If you haven't seen that, that's classic. You need to go Google it and check it out. And if you don't know the story, you're going to love this today. It's a great story of God's power, God's presence with us when we stand with God. Remember, we looked at it last week, but Daniel and his friends Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were taken captive by the king of Babylon, forced to learn a godless culture, forced to believe and behave like that culture. From the first chapter that we looked at last week to the third chapter we're looking at today 18 years have passed daniel and his friends were in their teens when they were first captured and in the story we're looking at today they are now in their 30s and we'll start reading at first one it says this king nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold 60 cubits high and six cubits wide that's 90 feet by nine feet and set it up on the plain of dura in the province of babylon he then summoned the satrips, the precepts, the governors, the advisors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the other provincial officers to come to the dedication of the image that he had set up. So the satraps and the prefects and the governors and the advisors and the treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials assembled for the dedication of the image that the king Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before it. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, nations and people of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. Listen, culture will always bring you to a place where you think you have to go along with it. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipe, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up and whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. Therefore, as soon as they heard the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, lyre, harp, and all kinds of music, all the nations and peoples of every language fell down and worshiped the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So everyone has to bow down and worship this idol. It's commanded and demanded. You might think all they have to do is pretend to bow down. When everybody bows down, all they have to do is pretend to bow down and worship. And they get on their knees and they go, I'm not worshiping, not worshiping, kind of like that. But the problem is that's how we compromise. We go through the motions with the culture. So we go along with the culture so we don't draw attention to what we value and what's important to us. Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they don't play that pretend game. So because they refuse to bow, Some of these officials reported Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to the king. And and the report goes like this. There are some Jews, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whom you have put in charge of the province of Babylon. They pay no attention to you, your majesty. They refuse to serve your gods and do not worship the gold statue that you have set up. The scripture shows us something really important I want you to write down. That's this. Your stand will always get others talking. And usually it's not gonna be to you, it's going to be about you. Your stand will offend people, not because we want it to offend people, because it's different than the culture, because they don't understand why we would not go along with the culture. And many times those people that are offended are your friends or family. Maybe you've noticed the lack of invitation to hang out with the group, Or maybe the whispers behind your back talking about you, not to you. When you take a stand, you find out real quick who your friends are. Jesus reminded us, he said, don't be surprised about this. He said this way, everyone will hate you on account of my name. But whoever stands firm until the end will be saved. What you stand for, and listen, we all stand for something, will draw attention to you because it says so much about you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego made a choice to stand firm in a hostile environment. So how do you stand firm when the culture does one thing and you want to do God's thing? Standing firm means this. I have to decide now who I will stand with. If I don't decide now that I stand with God, that I'm committed first to God, then when the pressure comes, I'm going to give in to the pressure. I speak from experience I have not always stood up for God. And I bet you've been in the same place. When everyone is bowing down, have we chosen to stand up? Have we chosen to follow the crowd or imitate the crowd? Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were ratted out by the officials. They had already made their decision beforehand who they stood with. It says it this way, it says, they pay no attention to you, your majesty, they refuse to serve your gods and do not worship the gold statue that you've set up. Can I encourage you to stop paying attention to the world, to stop valuing what the world values, to stop loving what the world loves, to stop prioritizing the priorities of the world so you can stand strong and refuse to compromise. Standing firm also means this. I refuse to be fearful. Refusing to be fearful, I believe, is more than having courage and more than being brave. There's a reason why these guys were not fearful. And you can write it down. There is no fear of losing what we have already given up. Can I read that again? There is no fear of losing what we have already given up. We're not afraid to lose what is not ours to keep. Listen to what they say to the king. They said this, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not worried about what will happen to us. They knew the consequences of their decision. It was a painful death. And yet, their lives, their safety was not something they were trying to protect because there is no fear of losing what we have already given up. That is a common theme throughout the Bible, throughout all of Scripture. When we give our lives to God, we belong to God. He decides what happens to us. He decides if we live or die. In difficult times, we know that He can protect us, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. Listen to what they said. They said, if we're thrown into the flaming furnace, our God is able to deliver us. But if He doesn't, we will not bow. Did you get that last part? They said, God can protect us, but He might not. And even if God doesn't protect us, we're still not going to bow. Paul says something similar In Galatians, when he says this, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We can live fearless lives when we realize that God establishes the purpose and length of our lives. And we're okay with that. I was watching a movie recently about the war in Afghanistan. An American captain was having a conversation with an Afghan captain, and they had this exchange in a conversation where the Afghan captain says to this American captain, he says, you'll never win this war because you're afraid to die. And this is the part that got me. He said, your current life is better than your afterlife. This Afghan captain goes on to say, I'm not afraid to die. I've died long ago. That's exactly what we as Christ followers are supposed to realize. We died to ourselves. That's how we live in a godless culture. That's what Paul talked about when he said this. He said, for me, living means living for Christ, and dying is even better. When we identify with Christ, we identify with his life, his death, and his resurrection. New life, new purpose. One more, standing firm also means this. I've decided who I will and will not worship. This is a big one. If we're going to stand firm, who we worship has to be established. Have you decided whom you will and will not worship? That may seem like a weird question, but the truth is, and you can write this down, we all worship something. Listen, some worship sports, or some worship an image that they've created of themselves, who they want to be, their social status, Some worship careers, some worship wealth. Our love and adoration is always directed somewhere. As a definition of what worship is, it's this. Worship is our response to what we value most. Who or what gets the best of you, the most of you? Who gets your love and affection, your attention? The amount of time, energy, money that we invest into something shows what we love most, shows what we worship. God tells his people this in Exodus, he says, Do not worship any other gods besides me. You must never worship or bow down to them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not share your affection with any other God. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they would have known this scripture. They would never have compromised their relationship with God by pretending to surrender to another God. They knew their stand was important. They knew who they worshiped and who they refused to worship. Listen to how it says it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king of Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it, and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. They had already made up their minds who they would and would not worship. Listen, we were all created to worship God. God formed you, shaped you, and made you to worship Him, to turn your affections towards Him, to give your time, attention, treasures to Him. But the culture of ungodliness in the culture that we live in, led by the prince of this world, Satan, leads the worship of people in different directions away from God, who created them. Paul talks about a godless generation that looks and sounds a lot like our current culture that we live in. It's found in Romans 1, and listen to how he describes it. It says this, people knew God perfectly well, but they didn't treat him like God, refusing to worship him. They trivialized themselves into silliness and confusion so that there was neither sense nor direction left in their lives. They pretended to know it all, but were illiterate regarding life. They traded the glory of God, who holds the whole world in His hands, for cheap figurines that you can buy at any roadside stand. We minimize ourselves when we refuse to worship the Creator who formed us and shaped us for our worship. We lose our purpose when we stop worshiping God, because that is the purpose that you were created for. So who gets the worship of your heart? Who gets the best of you? Who gets the best of your resources, your time, your talents, and your treasure? God wants and deserves the best of you, the best of your love. And I want to encourage you to figure out how you can give him that, how you can allow God to get the very best of you. Well, you may know the rest of the story. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow down and worship the statue that was created. And King Nebuchadnezzar, when he found out, he was furious. He ordered the furnace to be turned up seven times hotter than normal, and for these guys to be bound up and thrown in. So, listen to how it plays out. And because the king, in his anger, had demanded such a hot fire in the furnace, the flames killed the soldiers as they threw the three men in. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, securely tied, fell into the roaring flames. But suddenly, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in amazement and exclaimed to his advisors, didn't we tie up three men and throw them into the furnace? Yes, your majesty, we certainly did, they replied. Look, Nebuchadnezzar shouted, I see four men unbound, walking around in the fire, unharmed, And the fourth looks like a son of the gods. I made this point last week, I want to make it again because it is right here in this scripture, forced to see again, and that's this. When you stand up for God, he stands in the fire with you. When you stand up for God, he will stand in the fire with you in the times of difficulty that face you. He protects you, he guards you, he supports you, he defends you, he doesn't just have your back, he has your front and your sides listen when we stand up for god others will see god in our stand not in arrogance but in humility trust and surrender we serve a god who loves us and seeks to protect us and seeks to stand with us and listen if you don't know him this is a great time to invite him into your life and to make him a part of your life and if all you have to do is in your own words say god i want you to be the center of my life I want to surrender my life to you. I want to live for your purpose. I want you to be in charge of my life. I don't want to be in charge anymore. Father, I want to give you the best of me, and that is all of me. Or maybe you have a relationship with God, and you realize, you know what, I'm not really taking a stand with God, and I'm not stood up for God. I haven't really committed myself to standing with God. I've allowed myself to be fearful, and I'm protecting my life. I'm not trusting God with my life. And I haven't made a choice of who I choose to worship and who I choose not to worship. This is the time to talk to God and commit yourself to God. He's listening right now. He wants to be the strength and support that you need in life. But he's not that strength and support when we don't take a stand, when we blend into the culture. There's no reason for him to support us when we're supported by the world. Let's pray father we love you so very much and i you know each person that's listening right now and you know their hearts and those that want to begin a relationship with you those that want to surrender their lives to you those that want to make their lives about you today father i ask that you would do that right now forgive their sins wash them clean give them a new purpose a new start father i ask that you would give them faith and i ask that you would give them courage to stand out in this godless world that we live in to be able to live for you in a culture that is against you father you hear all of our hearts and you see exactly what we're dealing with and father you know the issues that we face and for some father they have not chosen to stand with you and father i ask that even now that they would make a commitment to you regardless of what comes their way they know now who they will stand with father for those that have allowed fear into their lives and they sought to preserve their lives and they not trusted you with their lives. Father, help us to let go of the fear. Father, help us to not fear what is not ours to keep. Our lives don't belong to us, Father. They belong to you. And we trust you with our lives. And Father, I ask that you would help us to establish you to receive the worship of our lives, that you will get the very best of us our time, our talents, our resources, that you will get the best of our affection, the best of our love, that we will worship you as we were created to worship you. Father, help us with that, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, we all need encouragement and strength in this area. We all need to be reminded. And if you are not in a small group, I want to encourage you to get into a small group. In a small group, what happens is we're reminded of these things. And we have people around us to help us and support us and to pray with us and to encourage us. And listen, none of us were designed to live this life alone. None of us were designed to follow Jesus by ourselves. We were designed... To follow Jesus in community with other believers, and I want to encourage you to do that. If you don't have a small group that you belong to, scan the QR code. That QR code will give you information about our connection groups and help you to become a part of a community that loves you and is there to pray with you and encourage you. We really do need each other. I also want to say thank you to those of you that give financially to the Quest. Thank you so very much I know I put this at the end and I do it intentionally because it's not all about this, but I wanna thank you guys for providing for the needs of the quest, for being faithful to God, giving. I know you're not giving to me, you're giving to God. And and in that faithfulness, I know that God rewards you. I just wanna say thank you. And whatever you give is appreciated. Whatever you have committed to, we appreciate so very much and it's important. If you have any needs in your life, if you need to connect with us, scan that QR code. That QR code will help us get connected. If you need someone to pray with you, you just need more information, you wanna give online, all of those things provided there in that QR code. Listen, once again, it's a great privilege for us to be together. I really appreciate your time and I appreciate you being with us. If there's anything that we can do to help you and encourage you and anything we can do to connect you to God and get you taking steps with God, please let us know we would love to do that. Until next week, listen, God's very best to you. We love and appreciate you so much. Bye-bye.